if you're starting at the bottom or even if you just got started, the biggest thing that separates successful creators and unsuccessful creators is just longevity, perseverance. Welcome to the Part-Time Creator Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to kill it on social media with short-form videos that your audience can't stop watching. We prioritize time-efficient tactics and tools that will help you grow an audience of raving fans that love your content. Speaking of time-efficient, let's cut to the chase and get to today's episode. It's good to be back in the podcasting world. Welcome to this episode of the Part-Time Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Hubbard. We're going to be talking about 10 mistakes to leave in 2022. I wanted to make this episode in um, in January, but I didn't get around to it because there's just I was living in a tornado at the time, and so I didn't get around to it. So this is a little bit late, but I think you can still really benefit it benefit from it considering we still have about what uh, 10 and a half months left in the year so there's still a lot of room to grow let's go ahead and start with number one which is just making lip sync videos on social media um, I got this idea the other day when I was wa- watching some TikTok videos and I came across a creator and I was like man this person only makes these types of videos and I was just trying to think what is their strategy like what is their long-term goals here um, what could be the benefit of doing it their way? Like I try to put myself in their shoes and honestly, the only thing I could think of is teaching people how to make lip sync videos, which was not the goal of this person's account, at least not based on their profile and a couple of other things. So I was thinking, you know, I don't really see the advantage of that. Now I'm, I'm not an absolutist. I still think that doing these types of videos, doing these memes, these trends is totally fine. In fact, I think it's a fun way to give some creativity to the app and to sort of join, join along in some of the trends. But if it's like 80 to 90% of your content, I think you're, you need to flip that on its head and do maybe 10 to 20% of your content. Uh, doing these sort of like lip syncing trends and stuff like that. Um, obviously, I'm not the kind of person who's going to you know, say that you can't do them at all. But again, try to make it limited if you really want to provide value and grow a following of people that really want to benefit from your content and that you can turn into some sort of business later on. Number two, putting your subtitles in the wrong part of the screen. Nothing makes me more furious than when text is either so low that it's being blocked by the description or so high that you can't read it or it's so wide that it like I can't read it because it's getting cut off by the edge of the screen. Spend some time educating yourself and I'll help you with this. Understanding where on the screen you can put text so it doesn't get covered by the like button or the follow button or the description at the bottom or the search bar at the top. It's really not that hard. In fact, you can you can get an image that works as an overlay that will show you exactly. They do, they do this for TikTok ads. So if you type in like TikTok uh, ad overlay, what you'll get is this overlay that you can put over your video and then you can change the opacity so it's see-through, but still you can tell where, where buttons are and where you shouldn't put your text. And it will show you exactly where you can put your text and it's not going to be covered by descriptions or like buttons or comments or anything like that. So please, I know it takes a little bit more work, but there's nothing that turns me off faster than watching a good video that has absolutely terrible subtitles. I will just swipe up. Like I don't really care because there's so many situations where I need the subtitles in order to understand what's going on. 
and there are many other people that are in the same boat. I watch a lot of TikTok videos when I'm helping my daughter go to sleep at night or when I'm at work and I shouldn't be on my phone. <laughs> so subtitles help me out. They help me be able to participate in the content and get that message delivered to me without having to listen to it uh, because I just don't have the option. So please spend some time paying attention to where your text should be on screen. It's, it's, it's really not that hard. It's just maybe an extra minute or so. Number three, speaking to everyone instead of a specific person. So essentially not using the word you. So you might start off your video saying something like, hey, you guys, or I've seen a lot of people do blank. Um, that last one's not that big a deal. But when you're not speaking directly to a single person, then the message isn't going to be as precise. It isn't going to be as impactful. When somebody on the other end of your phone, of your, of your video, is watching your video and they feel like that message is perfectly for them, that's how you know that you're hitting it right on the head. And you do that by saying you, like you're giving your friend advice, right? Let's say you're sitting across from a friend and she or he asks you, hey, what's the best way to do this on TikTok or what would you should suggest in this situation? You wouldn't say, well, I think like all of you guys should do this. No, that wouldn't make any sense. You say, well, I think what you should do is you should change this and make that modification, it makes it more direct. And the more direct you are, the more specific you are, the more of an impact that piece of content is going to have. And you might be thinking, well, I'm technically talking to a lot of people. Like if 200 people see my video, it's not just one person. Yes, makes sense. But each person is watching your video individually as if you're speaking to them one-on-one. -on -one. So think of it like 200 separate consultation sessions where it's just a one-on-one. -on -one. Every video that you make is going to be a one-on-one -on -one interaction with the person on the other end of the phone. So that's how you have to approach it when you're planning out your content. And I'll literally write in my bullet points, make sure you say you and not, hey guys. Now I'm not perfect, I still make this mistake, but I still think it's important to remind yourself constantly you're speaking to one person and one person only. All right, number four, creating content without a target audience or a niche in mind. Now, I'm not exactly um, dead set on this one. Uh, there's been some evolution in how content is being perceived, especially on TikTok, to where a lot of the uh, shift, depending on the kind of content you make, so take this with a grain of salt, but depending on what your goals are, many creators are suggesting and even recommending that you as a person, as a personal brand, become the niche. And that's very much a, um, I would say that's very much a goal for a lot of creators because when, you, when you're the thing that makes the content really good, that's how you know you've just, you're going to skyrocket, right? So you might do things a very specific way. A perfect example of this, I think, is uh, Keith Lee. He does those, he goes and buys food at local spots and then he eats them and gives them a review and he's changed businesses' lives with his content. But the way he edits his videos where he does that super crazy close zoom in, that's him becoming his own niche, right? He's still doing cooking reviews, which is nothing new, but the way that he presents the information he has become his own niche. Now when people do that, in fact, he did a video with Mr. Beast and Mr. Beast edited it in that style. That's how you know that you are your own niche. 
Now, if you're just starting off, and even if you're in the same position as me, I haven't gotten to the point where I know what makes me different. Like I haven't explored enough different content to go, okay, this is the part that makes me different. I've become my own niche. So if you're confused by that, it's totally understandable and I wouldn't worry about it. It will come with time. It might not come right away and that's totally fine. It will come with time. So don't be in a rush to become your own niche if you don't know what that means. Keep making content, keep exploring. Maybe your editing style is something that changes the way that people see you as a creator. Mine will probably end up being making videos in my car. Like, I don't know. We'll see. All right. So that was number four. Number five, wasting the first three seconds of your video on any sort of intro or not making it something that is enticing, that builds curiosity, that interests the person. Um, I'm sure you've noticed your own behavior on TikTok. If something doesn't pique your interest in the first couple seconds, you're gone, right? There's so much content out there. Why waste your time trying to understand what's going on if it doesn't pique your interest in those three three seconds? Um, so you've already heard probably a million different creators talk about hooks, but I honestly think that hooks don't always have to be these crazy elaborate like car salesman style hooks. It could it could be a little bit more real than that, a little bit more organic. I still think the framework of hooks is a good idea and I think it should be honestly the most important part of your video, but at the same time, I think the more you can make it sound more organic instead of like car salesy, then you're going to benefit from that a lot. So, stop wasting your intros. Um, the fact that you only have one to two seconds to get peak someone's interest, there's no room to waste anything. So just get right to it, make the best hooks you can. And, uh, if you need help with hooks, uh, let me know because I do have a, a couple of, I, I've collected a lot of hooks over the years and it has, uh, helped me out a lot. Uh, just understand, like get in the mindset of how to make a hook and what creates a good hook. So, uh, just keep that in mind. Um, okay, cool. So that is number five. Number six, keeping the watermarks from other social media apps on your TikTok videos or vice versa if you post somewhere else. Just get rid of the watermark. There's so many apps out there. SnapTick is one of them. Um, it's You can save Instagram videos before you even post them. Uh, so you, that's that's been something that Instagram has actually always beat TikTok with, except TikTok's got to come out with that soon. So thank God because they're they're really behind on that. But um, don't leave the watermark on your video. You'll even hear some creators say, like, don't record in other apps and then save it. I don't believe in that. Like, if that's the reason why your video doesn't do well, then it's not even worth posting TikTok videos at that point. You know, that all this being said, I have seen videos go viral with watermarks from Instagram. So it's not like it can't happen. It's just, it's not a good look. Like, it, it's kind of maybe lazy is not the right word, but it is kind of lazy, right? It, it There should be a better, you should make a better system for that. Um, and if you don't know how to do that, then I would highly recommend reaching out or just searching on Google, like how to get rid of watermarks. It's, it's one more step and it probably takes two minutes, but it's really, in terms of a production standpoint, it's a lot better anyway. So um, that, that also being said, I would recommend that most creators make their videos outside of any apps and then post to those apps. Uh, that way you don't even have to worry about watermarks. All right, number seven, being emotionally driven by your comment section. You know, someone leaves a hate comment, someone criticizes you, someone says something that isn't so nice. 
it takes a couple of punches to learn how to take a punch. So don't expect this to be something that it, that doesn't sting in the very beginning. But over time, you're just going to start to realize that the people that leave those comments, one, have no idea what you do, right? It'd be like if I was telling Elon Musk how he should build a business. Like, who the hell am I to tell Elon Musk how to build a business? He's the richest man in the world, right? That's what that's the that's pretty much the exact comparison that I can make for what's going on, right? If Elon Musk doesn't need to take advice from you for business, then you don't need to worry about a comment that somebody leaves on your video who knows nothing about making videos. And I recently decided that I was going to look into the accounts of a lot of these people that were leaving these comments that were criticizing the things that I do. And I realized that one, they don't have any videos. So like, what sort of experience do you have? And the people that do that would be worth taking advice from don't leave comments like that. They might have a, a criticism, but they frame it way differently. They do it as a way to help. So another sort of, I don't know if it's a quote or what you want to call it, but a mantra is, you know, those that are more successful than you aren't leaving hateful comments in your comment section. Uh, they're probably going to frame it a different way because they're smarter than that. Plus a lot of people that are more successful than you aren't paying attention to what you're doing. So don't let the bottom bring you down further. Try to just aim for the top. All right, number eight, chasing dopamine. This was a really fun one to make. So what do I mean by chasing dopamine? I mean getting into this, this cyclone of likes and comments and views and all this stuff and like letting it affect your mood really strongly, right? There's obviously going to be some sort of sense of accomplishment when you've really made a video that's that's hit hit a, a pain point for a lot of people and you're excited about that. Like I'm not saying just be apathetic, but what I am saying is, is that when things don't work out perfectly or your video doesn't go viral or whatever, don't let it be the reason why you're in a bad mood or you have a bad day or any of that stuff. It is, there's so many things that are outside of your control when it comes to making videos pop off on social media that if all you focus on is staying consistent with posting and making the best possible content you can at the time and always being open to being you know getting better excelling progressing those are the only three things you have to worry about is learning from you know the I wouldn't even call them mistakes but learning from you know the process staying consistent with posting and making the best content you can. Those are the only three things you have to worry about. Everything else is completely not 100%, is not completely worth your time. I don't know what I was trying to say there. It's it's only 6 a.m. I need a little bit more time. I haven't even had coffee yet. Can you believe that? Why am I even making a podcast without coffee? What am I doing with my life? All right, number nine, making content you hate just to appease the algorithm or the people that watch videos. This is actually one of the more common things that I think a lot of creators are having a hard time letting go of is making content in a way that will promote either virality or engagement, but at the same time, they hate making that content. Like maybe you just want to sit in front of your camera and just vibe and just vent and just, you know, provide value in a way that's like super organic and just like shoot point talk vlog style. Do that. Well, that's not the most popular thing right now. Like that's not, you know, who cares, right? You think Keith Lee gave a crap about the fact that nobody was doing super close zoom-ins? Like any editor that looks at that would be like, dude, you're cropped in way too much. doesn't matter. That became his niche. That became his thing. So whatever style that you enjoy creating content, consistently create content in that style. It doesn't matter if it's popular now. When you pop off one day, 
people are going to remember you because of the content that you made that was unique to you. And that's super important to realize and remember and to, to, to be motivated by. Not only that, but when you're making content that you enjoy in a style that you like it, you're going to make more content. And eventually, you know, if you're starting at the bottom or even if you just got started, the biggest thing that separates successful creators and unsuccessful creators is just longevity, perseverance, consistency, like all the things that you can't necessarily teach that just takes like even when you think that your content is doing absolute crap, it just keep pushing. Just keep pushing, keep moving forward. And obviously you want to try to learn at the same time. But my point is, is that so many creators fall off in like the first year, like probably even before that, like the first three months, because they're not seeing the kind of results that they thought they were going to see. And so they start thinking, well, this is a huge waste of time. Why am I even doing this? Not realizing that this is the natural course of being a creator, right? Anytime you start something new, you're going to suck at it in the beginning. It's going to be slow. No one's going to care about it. All these things are going to happen. But you have to sort of do your time in that season and then move through it. And as you move through it, you become more noticeable to people. People start liking your content. They start recognizing your content. Um, they start sharing it with other people or they start commenting. They start engaging. You have to earn those likes, those comments, that engagement, that that following, that audience. You have to earn it. You can't – you don't – it's not just going to be given to you on a silver platter because why would anyone waste their time on something they have no, nothing to understand, right? You have to do your time, right? You have to you know, have to do the time that it takes to, to actually make it. And with how competitive it is, you have to just – you just have to get in there. You have to get in there and try to just beat people with consistency and longevity. If you can do that, then eventually you'll make it out of the cloud of just endless creators doing the same thing and you'll stand out and you'll make a difference, and that's when people are going to start saying, hey, this person's lasted a pretty long time. They've made a video every day for, you know, 60 days. That's not an easy feat. Not a lot of creators can do that. You know, whatever the consistency habit might be, that's going to make a big difference. So don't make content that you don't enjoy simply just because it's what's popping off right now on social media. Who cares about that? This is, a, this is something that you're doing because you enjoy it. And you have to enjoy it to some degree because if you if you don't enjoy it, you're, nothing's going to happen. You're never going to make it out of that cloud of people that just do it because they want to be popular or familiar or whatever it might be. That's not going to fuel you. All right. That was number nine. Let's go right into number 10. Our last one, trying to go viral. There's no trying to go viral. You just make good content. All right. If you're trying to go viral, it's not only a huge waste of time, but it's sort of like trying to win the lottery. How do you try to win the lottery? You don't. It's a gamble, right? You buy a ticket and you scratch a couple of little things and you hope that you get the right numbers or you get the right sequence or however you want to gamble. My wife does a lot of scratchers, but I know some people just buy a ticket and then at the end of the day, they watch somebody talk about the sequence of numbers and if they don't win, they don't win, which is like 99.9999999% of all people. You're not going to win the lottery game very often. So a better strategy is to make, let's say you make 20 videos, right? And you make them as good as you possibly can with the time and commitment that you're given as a part-time creator. And one of those videos does really well. Cool. What can we learn from that video? Well, there's a couple of patterns here. The first one is the hook was really strong. Boom. That's a good point. Uh, number two, uh, it was engaging. It was uh, sequential. It was easy to digest. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, make more content just like that. 
And because you're already making content that you enjoy, you don't have to worry about it being, oh, well, I don't want to do that. No, you're already making content you like. Now you just have to create some structure and maybe a little bit, maybe make it a little bit more formulaic instead of just like loose ended. And I've definitely been more guilty of like the loose ended sort of just get content to get content out. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's your style, I think that's good too. Much of what I've been experimenting with and exploring as a creator is just trying a bunch of different stuff, right? I'm still in my like experimental phase. I've kind of got a couple things down, but other than knowing who I'm talking to and, um, you know, the style that I'm going to make videos, I'm still exploring, you know, different hooks, different strategies, trying to stand out, but also trying to have a formula. So it's easy for people to understand. The one thing I will tell you though, that has been the biggest driver of videos for me that have done well is having like three blanks to do blank or basically setting, setting the tone with my hook so that everyone knows exactly what they're going to get out of it right now. Obviously the meat of the content has to be good and different and useful, but anytime I'll say, you know, if you ignore these three things, you're going to be screwed. That tends to get people's attention because they're like, okay, he's going to talk about three things, right? Which means that when he's on number one, I know number two is coming. When number two is coming, number three is coming. It's a really easy way to keep your viewer engaged because they have enough of an idea of how long the video is going to be and how important, uh, or I should say how concise your message is going to be. So I've really tried to dissect some of my hooks that have, have created virality and that has been uh, probably the most consistent one is any type of list or how to or anything like that. So if you're not seeing a lot of success with the way that you construct your videos, I'm not saying the way that you make your videos, like you could make them upside down on your ceiling. I don't care. But the way you construct it, if you're not seeing a lot of success, try different ways to construct it and you might go viral. So, but again, the goal should never be I'm making a viral video. The goal should be I'm making an extent, you know, a very high value, high quality from a message, from a advice, from a entertainment, whatever angle you're going for. That's the content I'm making. If you can do that, your money. All right. That's it for me. That's all no, that's all 10 mistakes that leave in 2022. You can leave them behind you for the rest of your life. If you enjoy this video, if you enjoyed this video, sorry, I've been doing a lot of YouTube videos recently. That's stuck in my brain. If you enjoyed this episode, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Um, reach out to me. Let me know. I, you know, the feedback that I get from you helps fuel what direction this podcast goes in. Because a lot of times I'm just doing the best I can to, to understand what it is that you want. And if you don't know what you want, keep listening because eventually I will find it. All right. I'm going to get on with the rest of my morning. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you in a future episode.